What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Dave Wybie, class of 2004. Dave's going to tell us everything from his time at Bethany, uh, athletics, academics, Greek life. Take a break. We'll come back, and he'll talk about everything from passing comps to now living in Luxembourg. So without further ado, class of 2004's Dave Wybie. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Dave Wybie, class of 2004, all the way from Luxembourg. Uh, Dave, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for, uh, sorry for making last night. Glad we could connect again tonight. No Frankie Doodoo tall tonight, but uh, I'll give him a buzz this week to catch up. So we're going to do this the same way we do every week. Dave's going to tell us everything of how he ended up here in Bethany. I think there's a family relation that that kind of helped him find this place. But um, we'll tell the whole story of athletics, academics, social life, Greek life, the whole nine. Take a break. Come back. We'll talk about comps and everything he's doing now. So, Dave, how did you end up here at Bethany? Yeah, so uh, I come I come from a soccer family, right? So older brother played soccer. I played soccer. Younger brother played soccer. And uh, my older brother, um, he's five years older than me. So when he was looking for colleges, uh, Bethany had just won the national title in 1994. So he was an incoming freshman at 95. He chose to go to Bethany, which, mm -hmm. you know, probably felt like a really strong decision just given the success of the soccer program. And uh, before he, he enrolled or, or rather started in the fall of 95, um, I, came to JC soccer camps in the summer uh, for three weeks where I worked a couple weeks um, and, and played one of the weeks. So, you know, for me, uh, I did that sort of the next few summers, you know, met Dudu, all these guys from the different uh, generations and decades. And, you know, it, it's, you know, when it came time for me to make my choice, um, it was, it was pretty easy, right? I, I knew I kind of wanted to go there. It was familiar to me. Um, you know, I loved the soccer program and everybody that was associated with it. You know, I, th I think I applied to one more college, um, Washington College in Chestertown, Maryland. I, I really had no intent of going there, but, you know, just as a, a failsafe, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but yeah, for me, it was always, always going to be Bethany. So you get to Bethany and you came here to play soccer? Yeah. How, what was the transition for you from a, from a high school athlete to being a Division three athlete? Yeah, you know, for, for me, it was it was probably a lot easier than others. Um, you know, again, I grew up, that was my sport. I played it my whole life. Um, you know, I, I didn't particularly enjoy high school soccer. It's just, you know, it's kind of a different thing. You know, you, you grow up and you play with all your club buddies and you're tight and you're familiar. And when you play high school sports, sometimes you don't have that level of like, you know, sort of connection and, and you know, um, success with, with the same type of guys. So but when I came to Bethany, um, you know, people were serious about it, competitive. Um, for, for me, it just felt like a really natural fit. So I think from the first day, you know, I felt felt like I was in a good place and, you know, it, it had a really positive effect on me. And, and that was the, um, the first year Cosmos Mortides was part of the program as well. So JC was um, kind of handing the reins over slowly. Kazi came in and, uh, you know, Dudu was, was obviously uh, in the picture day to day. So, you know, for us, it was a great setup. We had a lot of fun. 
ton of good players all from around the world. And, um, you know, just, just, just a great experience starting, starting out. And then, so you, you came into, you you graduated at, with a mathematics degree. Yep. Was that always the plan when you came to Bethany, that's what you knew you were doing or did you dabble in a couple other things? No, I d- definitely wasn't what I started with. So I, I wouldn't say I was a model student in high school. Um, you know, the, the effort level probably wasn't there, but you know, I was a good kid nonetheless. Um, so, so, so when I came to Bethany initially, um, it was computer science, right? I said, okay, like this feels like a relevant, you know, uh, field to study in. And, and I was always kind of into computers and pretty technical. And after the first semester, um, you know, I had also had to take some math classes as part of that curriculum. And, and I kind of made a decision, um, you know, I had Dr. Uh, Mary Ellen Komarowski. She was a great teacher, really, really made an impression on me. And after that, I said, okay, I really want to do math. So I kind of switched it up, math major, comp sci, uh, minor, but um, you know, I also felt like I had no idea what I wanted to do after college. So just wanted to find something that was, you know, a bit fungible that I could use, whether it's you know finance or law or something else, and and you know, help me out later on. So I got to ask you, as a as a student that was here in two thousand and one, what was nine eleven? What was what was that like here in Bethany? That because it's a it's a, a an experience where people remember it. I guess I mean I remember I was in fourth grade that we yeah it was, it was surreal man I remember uh, I, I remember it very vividly um you know I'd gotten up and you know we had the tv on I was living with Jimmy Hershner at the time and I was like looking at this news and I was like oh my god what is going on and I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing you know the first thing you think is like okay this is this is theater this is a hoax this isn't happening and you know some of the brothers in the house started to kind of wake up and see the same and you know, probably an hour or so later, uh, I went to my first class, which was which was Spanish, and I had Dr. Lovano, and I just remember him being very emotional. You know, he he couldn't um, kind of believe what was going on. You know, he he, he you know definitely felt uh, felt the emotion and sort of the tragedy behind it. And you know, it, it took it took a while to sink in. You know, we get back from classes, we're watching the news, we're looking at the replays over and over, and it was just kind of um, you know obviously very 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 sad, but but difficult to sort of come to grips with, right? We hadn't had anything kind of on the domestic front happen like that uh, in our lifetime, at least. So moving from that, I just wanted to touch, it's it's not, I haven't had very many people from that were here in that time. I wanted to see uh, a perspective from from then. Um, academically, you talked about that you, you, with your computer science, you found math and, and that's where you ended up settling in. How about the social side? What was social life like at Bethany? Yeah, I mean, you know, I had a head start. Um, so in, in two ways, one, I knew some people already from kind of being familiar with with Bethany. And, and two, you know, anytime you have a fall sport, you start start early, you have preseason, you're meeting people, you kind of get your click in your group right away. Um, you know, so, so that so that was definitely helpful. And, you know, again, for me, you, you kind of alluded to the family connection. Um, you know, my brother, uh, although we didn't go to Bethany at the same time, you know, he was an alpha sig. So naturally, you know, the first party they have or the first time kind of the house is open, I'm up there, you know, meeting the guys there. So, um, you, you know, it came pretty easily. And, you know, I know it's a bit different now, but, you know, once you enter as a student, you're, you're a full member of Bubba's and, you know, you go there and that's kind of a new, a new sort of atmosphere and, and, and really fun, obviously, as you're, as you're starting out your, your life at Bethany. So you bring up Bubba's, is there any stories that you can remember from, from your time down there? 
Oh, I mean, pr probably none so appropriate, but I mean, we, we would, uh, we were there all the time, you know, it was closed Sundays and Mondays and we're there for, you know, the Tuesday, uh, red dog, you know, pounder beers, um, you know, we're getting wings, uh, Thursdays, obviously, you know, the, every night we could be there, we would be, and, and we had a blast, you know, um, Chuck was great to us, you know, rest in peace, obviously, but, uh, you know, that, that, that was a unique time. Like, you know, people were having, having a good time Friday, Saturday nights. So you brought up Greek life and, and you, you hinted towards that your first, your first parties and whatnot, you were up at Alpacig. Um, that was, was that the foregone conclusion? Did you look at other houses or was it kind of, those were the guys that you fit with and that was where you were going? Yeah. I mean, th th those were the guys, you know, I, I knew some of the guys that were there already and you know, they, they, some, some of them felt like family, like a guy like Stuart Brasher, you know, he felt like family. So, um, you know, Stan Wolf had a, a good connection with my brother. So right away, these guys, you know, treated me pretty well. So yeah, it was, it was a foregone conclusion for sure. But, you know, as, as you know, when you go through pledging, you always have your doubts like, oh my God, they're not going to take me, you know, they're going to, they're going to blackball me. So um, it was, it's all fun though. Well, and, and it, it kind of, you're, you're successful. You were successful inside the fraternity you ended up becoming a president. Yeah. And so what was Greek life like at that time? Was it, was it high numbers, low numbers? Yeah. I mean, it was high. We had a full house. I remember Zeta next door had like 70 members, right? So, you know, more, more than half of their sorority wasn't even in the house. And, um, you know, we, we had beta going, obviously Sigma knew, you know, it was, it was kind of a packed place. So that was the thing to do. I, I, I don't know the number, but I think close to half, of uh, half of Bethany or a third maybe was was Greek and um, you know made a big difference obviously um, but uh, you know there's always something going on we have the houses in proximity or you're going to you know Sigma Nu after the bar or whatever it is it's uh, you know that, that was kind of the thing to do whether whether you're Greek or not that's kind of where, where the action was and then so on the athletic side you 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 started to talk about how it was a change in the program because it went from JC was giving up the reins to cause uh, what was, what was soccer like for you for, for that time period? Yeah, it was, it was amazing, man. Like, you know, it, it, the first couple of years we had um, literally obviously the first team. And then I think we had so many good players. We could have fielded a second team. I probably could have won the pack. And um, you know, the, those were the days where winning the pack was a foregone conclusion. I think, I think we were, you know, 36 years in a row or something, something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was all about, you know, some of the marquee teams we were playing, the Messiahs, you know, the Kenyans, you know, um, Owu, all these teams that, that was very fun, you know, to see them year after year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, very, very competitive, um, you know, pe people had fun, but they took it, you know, really seriously when we were trying to win matches. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's probably looking back, you know, the fondest time I had, had at the school. And the fan base, I'm guessing you guys had, you packed the bowl. I mean, yeah, I guess as much as you can. And you know how it is. You got the bleachers. Nobody sits on the bleachers. It's all about the hill, you know, the front and the back of the hill. You know, so we, we uh, yeah, people would come out. Great time. Again, you know, we were, we were killing teams uh, for the most part. Um, so, you know, that, that helped as well. Well, I think that's a good place. We'll take a pause here. I want to send it to KJ, Kieran Dunn from Maple Shades Outdoors. Um, Follow them on Instagram, maple, maple underscore shade dot outdoors. Or after watching this video, hit the like button, the subscribe button, and then pop over to his channel, Maple Shade Outdoors. Everything you need to know, outdoor, game, hunting, fishing. 
Uh, they do a lot of they do a lot of good stuff over there, so make sure you check them out. But this is Dave Wybie, class of 2004. I am Carla Guadagnino, and this is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. KJ, go ahead and take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe this page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page, enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Dave Wybie, class of 2004. Uh, we left off. Dave was finishing up the overview of his time at Bethany. Um, lastly, before we get into comps, the 2001 lacrosse here at Bethany. Yeah, so, so you know, Bethany has a <clears throat> legitimate NCAA <clears throat> lacrosse team these days, but, you know, before that took shape, we had a, a club lacrosse team. And, you know, I, I, I use the word uh, lacrosse and team very loosely because probably only a handful of the guys on the team uh, actually knew how to play. So luckily we had some Marylanders, you know, myself, uh, Hirschner, Eric Hannum, et cetera, Brad Porterfield, Carolina guy. So, um, you know, that, that helped obviously, but, uh, you know, we, we would go and play these teams, whether it's, you know, WVU's club team or Kent State or whoever else and just get absolutely destroyed. But, you know, it's not like we were taking it seriously. You know, the, <laughs> we played the practice field, um, you know, there's fans, kegs all over the place, uh, you know, no proper hydration, no organization to it. Um, but uh, in, in 01, you know, I'd like to say this was the most important moment in Bethany lacrosse history, even, even you know, even these days, we, uh, we hosted Youngstown State down at the practice fields. I've heard about this. I've heard <laughs> about it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was, it, we, we probably celebrated for like two months, but, um, you know, they came, they, they weren't good, by the way, it was also a club team, but, you know, nonetheless, it was an opponent that we were, <laughs> we were trying to beat. And uh, we, we uh, got them into overtime. And I vividly remember uh, Jimmy picking up a ground ball from about midfield, you know, left-hander, um, just, blazing through the, uh, you know, Youngstown State's half and, you know, firing one to the top corner there. Overtime, goal, sudden death. Uh, you know, we're all rushing him. We don't even know what to do because we never won a lacrosse game before. But, um, you know, it was it was unbelievable. You know, the other team's like, geez, guys, like really, really taking it far here. But they say, hey, it's our first win, man. Like this is, this is the best moment of our life. Um, so, you know, after that, I think we might have won one other game. It was probably you know, Youngstown State again, to be honest, at their place. But <laughs> they came, they, well, you went up there and beat them up there. Yeah, yeah, we, we had their number big time. Um, we were in their head after that. And uh, no, that, that was that was awesome. I mean, we were terrible. I remember Ryan Bradley was in goal. You know, he was our soccer goalie. Um, so naturally, we just parked him there because we hoped he had some level of skill that would uh, that would transition over. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a great time, man. It was, you know, drinking beers, fighting the other team, you know, trying to, trying to score some goals, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure if we played the team today, we would get absolutely murdered, but 
you know, this was, this was a fun time for us. So you roll, roll from there to 2004, you go into the week of comps. Now, were you a January or a May comper? Yeah, I, I did January. So I, um, I'd gone home to Maryland for a little bit, uh, for Christmas break. And I, I just remember like locking myself in my bedroom there studying like crazy and I'm sure it's the same now, but you could have kind of one piece of paper where you could have all your notes on it. So uh, my goal was to make that paper um, as, as effective as possible. You know, I had like six or seven classes worth of stuff on there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really took it seriously because, you know, I mentioned in high school, I wasn't the, the model student, but at Bethany, um, you know, I was, I was doing pretty well, had a pretty good GPA and wanted to, you know, really, really kind of end in a high note here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came back for J term, took my comps, um, obviously two days of, of written exams. Um, you know, I thought this went pretty, pretty well. And I got the call before the oral examination that I was kind of right on the cusp there of, of having a distinction. So I was, I was obviously amped up to go in there and like try to answer everything I could appropriately. And, and I remember I went in. And uh, I had gotten one of the written questions wrong. I, I, I can't remember what class it was. It could have been uh, linear algebra or something like that. And literally spent the whole next, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes just on that problem. I remember filling up like an entire board, uh, you know, Dr. Santmeyer asking me a bunch of questions. Um, you know, David Rudari, who was a music teacher there, kind of just sitting back and watching what's going on, <laughs> and, uh, you know, th- thankfully got, got to the right conclusion. And uh, they, uh, they said, you yeah, know, congratulations, you obviously passed, but you passed with distinction. So, you know, that, that, was, that was a real proud moment for me. Cause again, you know, not, not the model student, but you know, feeling, feeling pretty good at that point. So uh, the next best part is when you walk out of the building there. Um, so I took mine in Richardson, walked out the front door I pre-planned this. So I had this guy named Joe McGacy and he had rolled up in his uh, SUV and I had him playing as loud as possible, uh, Panama by Van Halen at the moment I walked out the door. So you know how it goes from there. People are handing you bottles or whatever and 40s and this and that. And, you know, it's just a huge, huge celebration, a huge relief, you know, and I, and I was, <clears throat> you know, I was lucky because I was one of the first people in J-Term to finish comps. So at that point, I could just kind of like, relax, you know, uh, have some fun and, and you know, kind of de-stress a bit. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great time. I mean, I, I think, I think it's an awesome thing Bethany does. I'm glad they still do it. Um, you know, not many other schools do. So when I, when I talk about it, you know, it's kind of like instant credibility, uh, you know, from, from an academic perspective. So very, very cool. So from January to May, when was BBH going to be the move? Because you started BBH in 2004. Yeah, yeah. Uh, de- definitely not between January and May. So, um, you know, I finished out the semester. I, uh, I went back to Maryland, which is where I'm from. And I kind of resumed my old job, right, which was like my summer job. So I worked at a athletic complex. I drove the tractors and, you know, maintained all the baseball fields and all that type of stuff. And um, yeah, at that point in time, my, uh, my older brother had met uh, a woman from New England and, you know, they'd gotten serious, they got engaged and her brother 
uh, actually worked at the firm. So funny enough, he was over in Luxembourg at the time. Um, so he kind of blind referred me, right? I don't know if the poor guy had a choice because, you know, it's family now. Um, so yeah, I went up, went up for an interview, didn't hear back for a while. So I was like, God, I, I didn't get that one. And, uh, you know, out of the blue one day, um, said, yeah, congratulations. You got a job. It's entry level this, you know, um, it's like, great, a job. Like, I didn't care what it was. So, you know, pretty, pretty shortly after I drove up, uh, moved to Boston area, um, did, didn't know a soul, mm -hmm. um, started working and, you know, we, uh, I, have been there ever since. Obviously had a couple interludes in between. I did a year in Colorado uh, for work and now I'm in, in Europe, obviously, but still have our house back in Boston area. So it's a, uh, it's a great place. And, you know, I, it, it's funny. <clears throat> I'll never forget. I was so naive. I, uh, started my first day there and, and it's, you know, it's financial services. So that could mean many, many, many different things. But yes. in my head, I was like, all right, I'm a math major. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a trader or a portfolio manager or do something and make some big bucks. And I never forget uh, the guy that's going to train me. He's like, are you ready? I'm like, oh, I'm ready, buddy. And he puts these massive headphones on because that's kind of what it was at the time. And it just starts plowing through screens on this computer, like data entry, right? Like nothing, um, nothing too, too complicated here. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, oh no, like, what have I done? Um, is this a mistake? But you know, it's, it's all good. It, it turned out to, to be kind of a great decision. I've been there ever since and um, obviously worked out for me. Yeah, you're now the, what, the senior vice president? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, you know, officer titles there. There's a lot of senior vice presidents, but um, yeah, you know, I, I, have a, I have a big team, uh, you know, here in, here in Luxembourg and kind of globally. And um, it's, it's really cool. Like you get to interact with clients and their customers all around the world every single day, every single time zone. You know, you learn things culturally that you never would have picked up before. Um, you know, you learn obviously a lot about, uh, you know, finance and the different uh, products that, that people sort of subscribe into. And, um, you, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in the space and it's always evolving. So, you know, it's been, it's been pretty exciting. Well, and, I, and while doing all that, you weren't managed to get your master's. So how did that come about? Why was that the decision that you went with? Yeah, you know, I, I I had no real reason to get it other than I just wanted to get it because um, I, I didn't, you know, sort of have this notion that it would get me a raise or more money or better career opportunities or anything. So it, it, that, that one took me a couple opportunities. So the first time I went to get my master's was 2005 and I enrolled at Northeastern University in Boston uh, part time. So it was like night classes. And that was a master's in mathematics. Mm -hmm. And about seven or eight weeks into it, um, it was very clear. Like I was the only one, the only poor soul that was like working a full-time job and trying to do that. And, you know, it, it just didn't feel like the right fit for me. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I can't work. Like this is a very intense program. I, I can't kind of um, go through the motions. So I, I made the decision after that semester to kind of hit the pause button. Um, later on, you know, I looked at some other opportunities and, you know, again, I, I wasn't really like trying to get the in-class uh, campus experience. So at the same point in time, uh, Creighton University in Nebraska, um, you know, pretty well-known university out there, good basketball team. Um, they were, uh, they started a program online and it was, you know, effectively the same program that 
uh, you know, a chartered financial uh, account would follow, you know, when they get their CFA. And uh, that, that's kind of what I went through for three years. So portfolio management, security analysis, a lot of, you know, financial statement stuff, et cetera. Um, never stepped foot on the campus, but, you know, earned my, earned my master's through that. So, you know, it was a good feeling, but again, it wasn't for personal gain or anything as much as like I, I wanted that, that challenge. So we've come to the last two questions. The first one is, if you were pitching to a prospective student and they were on the fence, you know, division one, division two, division three, why division three? Well, I mean, I, I, I think division three is kind of a hidden gem here, right? You, you have so many schools, you have a lot of talent. Um, you're, you're, you're clear in your own mind that you're going to college to get a degree and to play sports versus, you know, saying I'm a top tier athlete, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta take sports, you know, seriously and, and make that my top priority. It's just right, right off the bat, you have sort of that balance in your head in terms of what's important. Um, and, and I think, I think you can have fun with it too. I mean, some of my best uh, memories are like, you know, we'd have grueling, you know, practices and games and whatnot, but we'd still all head over to the rec center and play pickup and just like have the greatest time. And yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit less pressure, but you know, it's still, it's, you, you can find a, a pretty high level of competition and, um, you know, feel pretty satisfied. And then along with division three, same thing, you're talking to a prospective student, why did or why Bethany? Yeah. Well, if, if I was talking to a student, you know, in 04, I mean, even, even now, like time, times change. So I don't know what the vibe is there now, but he, here's what I'll say first. Bethany's not for everybody. You know, if, if you want to uh, go to, you know, an SEC football game with, with 70,000 people um, on the regular, you're, you're not going to Bethany. No. You know, if you're, if you're looking for a big city um, or, or a gas station within at least five minutes, you're not going to Bethany. But, you know, if, if you want to, have a place where, you know, it's personal, um, you can thrive, you can make real connections literally with every single person you walk by on the way to class. Um, and, and not only that, but, you know, have those friendships for the rest of your life. I mean, there's still a group of us, uh, you know, literally from, I think like six or seven different uh, class years that we go to Deep Creek every year. I think we've done it for like 15 straight years. It's just, you know, you have an instant connection with Bethany people because it's such a small place and, you know, it's, it's a special place. And, you know, if, if you go into it like that and that's kind of sounds appealing to you, then, 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 it, then it's probably the right choice. Well, Dave, I want to say thank you for taking time. I know it's late, late there in Luxembourg. Not too um, bad. But thank you very much for being a part of the show. Um, we're going to take this time to send it to Harry Chambers because if Chambers doesn't have it, you don't need it. Um, Harry Chambers is going to tell us everything about his store. I am Carla Guadagnino. This is Dave Wybe, class of 2004. This has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. And Harry Chambers, go ahead and take it away. You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia, Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. 
So make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. Bye now.